Namaste. We are with Gautam Ji once again on our next podcast. Gautam, thank you as always for your time. Most welcome, Nick. Gautam, uh, there's been a lot of good uh, feedback on the podcast, which has been very encouraging. And one devotee particularly asked if we could get your commentary on the Brahmagyan Leela, where a devotee had come to Baba and was in a very big rush to have Brahmagyan imparted by Baba. Yes, and, yes, I remember uh, that, yeah. Yes, so if, you know, what are the learnings and pointers one can take away from this very, very uh, vital Leela Baba has shown us? So from what I recollect of this story, this man was quite wealthy. He was a wealthy man who, uh, you know, had a lot of his material needs fulfilled already and was in search for Brahmagyan, which is the knowledge of Brahman or the knowledge of creation, if you call it that. And he uh, came to Sai Baba and asked him for Brahmagyan and said he wanted it now. That was what I remember. He was very emphatic. But then, as we all know, that Sai Baba could see beyond the obvious, you know, and then therefore the Leela plays out because what Sai Baba does is in the presence of this wealthy man who had come to ask for Brahmagyan, Sai Baba asked one of his devotees to go and collect some money from someone else's home. Yes. And five rupees or something and dispatches this devotee off to collect the money. And in 10-15 minutes, this devotee comes back and says, so and so was not at home, so I was not able to collect the money. And then uh, Sai Baba says, never mind, you go to this other devotee's home. And again dispatches the devotee off to that person's home. And again he comes back saying that person was not at home. And then this repeats itself a few times. And while this is happening, this wealthy man who was sitting and asking for Brahmagyan, he is witness to all this. But that is it. Nothing else happens beyond that. And then Sai Baba, after doing this Leela a few times, tells this man that in front of you, I have sent someone to collect money from various devotees and they've not been home. And you are so wealthy that it did not even occur to you to part with that money because yes. you have so much more of it in your pocket. You see, and then what kind of Brahmagyan are you looking for? If you are so attached to your money that it does not even strike you to put your hand in your own pocket and offer this money, then where's the question of you getting Brahmagyan? You see, because the knowledge of creation or the knowledge of the universe or whatever you may call it. If one does not feel for others, then getting that knowledge is impossible. You see, so here was a wealthy man who, who had so much for money, but that feeling didn't arise that, oh, Baba needs the money. Even that feeling didn't arise. So obviously the motive was so self-centric and so, uh, you know, uh, rooted in me 
that I am on Brahmagyan, that it was blind to everything else. It was blind to this Leela. Now, Baba obviously dispatched his devotee to various people's homes knowing they would not be at their homes. Absolutely. Otherwise, the Leela would not play out, you see. But this is what he was pointing to, that you may want what you want, but what is the intent behind it? Because if you truly didn't consider yourself separate from others, leave alone me as Sai Baba, then how is it possible if you are going to be so stingy, so miserly, that the thought does not occur to you, how can you even dream of getting Brahmagyan? You see, and so this I think is a big lesson for everyone. Because uh, we all are not only so materialistic, but we are so me-centric. What is in it for me? What will I get out of this situation? What will I get out of this relationship? You see, and this was a classic uh, display of, uh, I mean, Baba laid bare the ego, so to speak, of this wealthy man through this example. Gautam, generally speaking, all saints have said money is something that has to be shunned, not for money itself, because it can give someone a puffed sense of that they are in control. It can bloat their ego up or give them that sense of doership. Mm. And uh, that is also one of the aspects. You see, uh, I would not say it has to be shunned in the sense in this day and age, we all know how crucial money is. The problem, what has happened with money is money is actually the means to an end. It is needed to buy things, for example. What has happened is we have made money itself the end. We have made money itself the object of our attention and desire. And then we hanker after money and go and collecting more and more money. That has become a problem for most of us. Now the sage does not do that. You see, the sage is so generous with his money because he knows that to give money to others is to give money to himself. That is the sage's relationship with money. Whereas our relationship has got corrupted. Not only do we hoard the money, not only do we go after the money, but we tend to even do it to the detriment of others. Yes. You see, now I'll give you another classic example. I think it's in another story of Sai Baba's or what he mentioned once. That it was regarding a government official who came to him and he told the government official that if you are involved in taking bribes, you are not my devotee. So there's no point coming and prostrating before me and saying, you know, you are my Lord and Master. And on the side, because of the job you are in, you take advantage of it and harm people by taking bribes. You see, so this is the Maya of money and more so in this day and age what it has become. And that is why these Leelas of Baba, especially to do with money, I think are most crucial. Our relationship with money must be a pure one. Gautam, coming back to the Brahmagyan Leela, it also strikes me as humility in a devotee or someone when you go to a Sadguru, when you go to your master, 
to go with utmost humility and present yourself rather than going asking for anything and that to asking with or in this person's case he was almost demanding from baba and i believe he even said baba give it to me fast when baba was sending that devotee to get 5 rupees when baba was enacting this leela out he even had the audacity to ask baba baba please hurry up and give me brahmakyan so it just took me to one characteristic i felt is important for any spiritual devotee to have utmost humility when it comes to being uh, in general but also specifically when you go to the master yes absolutely but unfortunately nick now humility is not a quality that can be acquired as such you know humility happens when you see that you have so much to be humble for because so much has been given to you by the divine the lord the master life you know as simple as our basic needs are met so easily now the thought of humility is bound to arise when we acknowledge that but what has happened is we've taken all that for granted and we want more so humility is a prerequisite because if we don't have that when we approach a master let's say then our ego is going to be taught very harsh lessons yes which is exactly what has happened with many stories in the sai satcharita when people go with a puffed up ego they have learnt very hard lessons and it is through those lessons that one learns to be humble and if one does not learn that then you can be quite sure that the universe will send you umpteen number of lessons till you learn that you see till you learn that you are not the center of the universe you are just an instrument till that lesson is learned life will teach you in hard ways gautam baba had spoken about some prerequisites for self realization in that chapter this is covered in detail just sum up the essence of it uh, i wondered if you could talk about the human life purpose in general because baba has spoken of renanuband in so many leelas where it is not necessary everyone is granted a human life and in one of your earlier podcasts you had mentioned the special gift humans have is being aware of being aware which is not possible in any other species yes. so given that consideration and knowing our audience that they are all aspirants and devotees of baba uh, could you speak a little bit about the seriousness of the spiritual path and not taking human life and birth for granted Yes absolutely even the sage Ramana Maharshi has said that the purpose of life is self realization or if you look at the entire bhagavad gita it is all about spiritual illumination you see so that is clearly the purpose of life but what is the end result of that the end result is the way our lives are lived as a result of that spiritual illumination are we living lives of awareness or are we living lives steeped in ignorance and that is why we have the masters there we have the teachings there we have the spiritual scriptures there for us 
to illumine our daily living not just to be read as a theory and then daily living is something else altogether and because man is the only species that is aware that it is aware that awareness when it is shining then man has the ability to act out of compassion to not harm another and lead the quality of life which is laid down in let's say the bhagavad gita but most of us are unfortunately not doing that because our lives are steeped in ignorance in me and my story and my wants and my desires and to the detriment of others that is the unfortunate part but everyone's journey is a journey of spiritual awakening when it will happen how it will happen differs how much suffering has been granted to each of us differs we do not have control over that and that is why the masters like sai baba have come before us to wake us up out of this dream of daily living a dream where we are perpetuating through just patterns and conditionings reaction after reaction after reaction and creating bundles of karma based on doership see they have come to show us the way through that gotham for someone who is listening to this there certainly has to be a certain yearning they already have otherwise they would not listen could you speak a little bit about intensifying this yearning or rather praying for that sort of intensity so that they could put the spiritual path first in their life you see nick mostly mostly not always it is a setback in life a form of suffering in life which brings us on to the path you see now when that happens then you could say that that yearning itself is sincere what tends to happen is we get distracted from that because of the travails of daily living because we get caught up in our social structures we get caught up in the office we work in and that tends to take us off the path and then i mean i also have people who have come to me and said oh we don't have time for spirituality we are happy to come to your talks once a month so they have segmented and compartmentalized spirituality and then the rest of their lives is another compartment it doesn't work that way you see if you really deep down knew yes that your breath is not in your control the blood flowing through your veins is not in your control your heart pumping is not in your control the fact that you are standing on earth and not flying off in the air because of a force called gravity is not in your control when you start understanding that there's so much which is not in your control and controlled by a higher power that leads to a high degree of awareness in daily living gratitude arises that i am here in this situation thanks to a tremendous number of forces none of which are in my control and therefore how is my quality of life how is my engagement with life i am i aware 
of the harm I am doing to others or to myself? Am I aware of the content of my thoughts during the day? That is the spiritual awakening. That is the spiritual journey. Now, this should be happening naturally. Because if it is not happening naturally, that means you are still mired in the game of life. Yes. You see, so to be honest, there is really nothing you can do as such to intensify the spiritual yearning, but to allow it to happen because that is what will happen. The only question is we tend to delay it. We delay it and delay it and delay the inevitable. Because let's not forget, everyone's journey is the journey home. We are all going to a destination which is the same destination where we came from. Our existence here is temporary, transient. We all know that. Now, the few years that we have been given, if our spiritual fire burns brightly during those years, we are only doing ourselves a favor. We are not doing anyone else a favor. You see, so that is something which has to be seen by the individual. No one outside can do it for them. Gautam, in the Brahmagyan Lila, Baba specifically talks about discrimination and dispassion being very, very vital. They almost help us navigate through daily life, choosing the right over the pleasant. And uh, could you talk about that aspect where, with awareness and by the grace of the Guru, one will get dispassion and discrimination? Yes, uh, Nick, because it's a natural outcome of the process, you see. Now, supposing you know that all your pleasures and pains, as has been your own life's experience, have come and gone. They are fleeting. They are transient. Automatically, detachment develops. Because if that detachment doesn't develop, then one is involved in the various pleasures and pains and that leads to suffering. So detachment is a natural outcome of being on the spiritual journey because you know that your happiness, for example, does not rest on pleasures because you know that pleasures are fleeting. So this life does become a life of detachment in that sense because you now know that you are the witness of what all happens in your life. So you don't tend to get involved in the happening like you used to earlier. And because of that, what happens is discrimination. If I know based on my own life's experience that something is not good for me in that sense, because it is going to at some point or another create suffering either for myself or another, Discrimination arises. These are actually two very basic pegs on which we can stand. Discrimination and dispassion. Because why would you get into something if your past experience has shown you that this is going to harm you? So the spiritual journey is indeed about these two beautiful words, dispassion and discrimination. Because then going forward, you don't repeat your past patterns. Without dispassion and discrimination, you keep going round and round on the wheel of karma. But when these two are introduced into the equation, 
that senseless turning of the wheel stops gotam one last question on these lines in some cases someone may attain the state of dispassion and discrimination in one flash like a sword uh, cuts through like the sword of knowledge will cut through that ignorance of the past or they are illuminated with that knowledge in some cases it could be a incremental process where the intensity of their past desires and the past patterns slowly sort of chips away and if someone is in that boat so to speak and sometimes when they notice that they are getting pulled by past patterns and desires could you give some advice there but uh, nick mostly for us it happens in an incremental way as you said you know the sudden transformations are rare and thank god for that also because many of us would not be able to take the sudden transformation and even our families would not be able to take it so the incremental way the gradual way is the natural way so there's really nothing to be done because once it kicks in it's going to take its course the problem is we get into our own way that is why a friend of mine had a most beautiful prayer he would say in the morning he would say this morning i promise that i will get out of my own way that's all that needs to be done gautam is there anything else on this leela that you feel we can take away that i might not have asked you about uh there's one more point which i'd like to add on this brahmagyan leela is see your own relationship with money because let's not forget the leela is to do with money and here was a rich man how is your relationship with money how open are you to giving money away how possessive are you of the money this is when this leela is mentioned in the satcharita we all are that miserly man it is addressed to us as that miserly rich man wanting brahmagyan so uh, if we introspect on our relationship with money one will be amazed as to the deep conditioning we carry behind it you see and a tibetan course which i had studied decades ago said something very beautiful that what you truly possess is what you give away you see because we think we are giving away to other human beings mm. but actually what is happening is we are giving it only to the one divine being which is operating through all beings this is what it is pointing at so therefore we need to live that knowledge live that understanding that we are not getting diminished by giving wealth away in fact we are enhancing ourselves because we it is an offering back to the divine after all where did we get the wealth from we got it from the same source and we are giving it back to that source so our relationship with money i think if we can introspect on that as far as this leela is concerned it would be one would reach some very beautiful insights gotham side tracking a little bit talking about money currently with the situation that many people are 
in or across the globe many people's livelihoods might be challenged now many people might have a lot of insecurity about their financial situation and their financial future because it's quite an unprecedented situation now in that light can you speak a few words about even the fear of loss yes nick uh, because this is natural this is bound to happen but what happens is that we create too much psychological suffering over this because ultimately all we can do is do our best beyond that things are not in our control so if we took someone enlightened who was let's say in the same position he was in a job in an office and now he didn't know whether it would continue and for how long all he can do is try his best if the company winds up try to look for a job if the economy is not supporting that he is in trouble and then all you can do is keep trying we can only do our best because the outcome is not in our control what happens is we tend to sit where we are for example right now and the thinking mind creates monsters of stories you see what will happen to me why did this happen to me mm. what has gone god done to me the me and my story gets perpetuated thanks to fear you see so whenever these thoughts arise the thoughts of fear even those need to be witnessed the witnessing is what will take us very far in challenging times like this as long as there is witnessing what happens is we convert that witnessing into observing and therefore judging and then we judge things as being good and bad and harmful to me and then we can lay out at least 50 different possible options of something bad happening to me which is what the ego does the mind of the enlightened one does not do that it does not mean fear will not arise fear will arise as a natural biological reaction even in the enlightened one because you don't know the future but that fear is not taken ownership of and then life of fear is lived there on you see that is what we have to learn that when the fear arises it is witnessed and we know that whatever is god's will it has to be surrendered the fear has to be surrendered to god and we leave it at that i know it's not easy to follow mm. especially in a situation like this but you will be amazed that when even that psychological suffering of the fear is dropped the deep and immense sense of peace one feels despite of the current situation despite the current situation you will feel that peace and that peace is nothing but as baba says have faith in me have faith in the divine because things happen according to prarabdha that is it is that faith which brings the peace which gives the strength to deal with situations like that could be end by a prayer to baba that devotees can have in their heart of surrender of uh, could could you share something like that that devotees could just pray to baba could you give a little prayer you see nick 
I will, uh, it reminds me of what my spiritual teacher Ramesh Balsikar said as what is one of the most genuine prayers. The most genuine prayer is a prayer of gratitude. Oh Lord, you have given me so much that I trust that you will give me exactly what I need to take me further on life's journey. And that is why I am grateful to you. That is so important because we take it for granted. Whereas a prayer of gratitude that I already have received so much from you, you know, that I am surrendered to you as a devotee and I am surrendered because I know thy will be done. Wonderful Gautam, thank you for your beautiful insights and uh, our deepest gratitude to you and to Baba. Not at all, ne? not at all. Thank you, thank you Gautam.